Welcome to Her Enterprise with me, Melissa. Hey, and me, Kelly. And it's me, Nicole. Join this group of entrepreneurial women building community and masterminding through our problems. So we can all lean into your values, cut what doesn't serve you, and grow in abundance. Let's get to it, changemakers. Hello, and welcome to Her Enterprise. This is Kelly Marie O'Brien Pommon, and we're here today again with Nicole Santiago with Family ADD Ventures. Hi, everybody. And then Melissa Nicato with The Traveling Wallet. Can you say hi? Hey, how's everyone doing? All right, guys, I'm super excited about today's topic. Today, we are going to talk all about insurance, and we're going to talk about it with my kumbadi, uh, Joanna Phipps, and kumbadi's like Greek for God family, and Joanna is with us, and she is a licensed insurance agent. She serves Michigan, North Carolina, and Tennessee, and she became a licensed insurance agent in August of 2015 when she joined Melinda Prince at Prince Agency Insurance in Caledonia, Michigan, after having been a freelance proofreader for 20 years and raising five kids. So (laughs) she's amazing, you guys. She's wonderful at creating individualized plans for people's situations. She is also the person who introduced me to Tony, our tax friend that everybody (laughs) also needs to call. Um, And she's just a fantastic, fantastic resource, and I can't wait for all of us to just get to know the wonder that Joanna is. So, Joanna, can you say hello and tell us a little bit more about you? Hi, everyone. Uh, You've really talked me up, Kelly. I'm, I'm... I don't know that I'm that quite that wonderful, so but we'll, we'll do my, I'll do my best. <laughs> I sell uh, individual and small group health insurance, mostly, uh, also some life insurance. Um, here in Caledonia, Michigan, we can do it virtually. Uh, I don't have to travel to North Carolina or Tennessee, but I'm open to it, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to help people figure out what their best coverage options are, uh, because it's very individualized. And I'm happy to have, happy to answer whatever questions you guys have. Um, so thank you so much, Joanna. I want to ask you what types of insurance are available on the free market. I know there's just so many, but what what are when we're thinking about insurance? What are all the different types, or at least what are the types that you work with? Sure. There are first. Let's start with the major medical insurance plans that are available. Uh, you can apply through the federal marketplace at healthcare.gov or you can go directly through a carrier. Uh, The plans that are available, uh, at least in our state, in Michigan, uh, are exactly the same on and off market. Um, Off market, you might be able to find some plans that are available by some carriers um, that are not available on market. And usually that's just because they're giving you a little bit lower premium because they don't have to pay the taxes on that, on marketplace plans, um, or like they do on marketplace plans. Uh, But... If you go directly through the marketplace, you you have the option of, of applying for financial help through an advanced premium tax credit uh, that might help you pay the monthly premium if you're eligible for it. And that's normally based on your income and tax household size. 
So depending on your tax household size, it's 400% of the federal poverty level for that size uh, of your of your household that's on your tax return. So you might live with you know three different families, but it's only who shows up on your tax return that, that helps determine whether or not you're eligible for a tax credit in addition to your household income. Um, and then of course, the number of people asking for, for coverage because maybe not all of them are. It just really depends. Um, so that's, that's where um, the differences start to come in between mar- what's available to you through marketplace and direct through a carrier. While they might be the similar, um, it's going to be if your business suffers and your income is not what you expect it to be so that you can no longer uh, pay the full cost of that direct through the carrier plan, um, then you've got no option to apply for a tax credit where you might if you were on the marketplace. So you might be paying full price at the marketplace, but if you if anything happens to your business and you need to lower your income um, estimate, that then qualifies you for an advanced premium tax credit. That can really be a major help in keeping your insurance in place and and being able to afford it. And to further ask one more question about that. So I know that there's a closing time, like December 14th, I think, was this year that you couldn't apply anymore. If you're working directly with an insurance carrier, can you always start those plans? Is there not a time limit the way there is? And also, are those time limits by state? They're federal, right? By federal law, by December Go ahead. Can you explain right, that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's through December 15th. November 1st through December 15th is the open enrollment period where anyone can apply for health insurance through the marketplace or direct through a carrier. Um, that would start then January 1st of the following year. I was asking if you go direct, I mean, I know if you have a qualifying event, maybe like a birth or something, but what if you don't have a qualifying event, it's always up till December 15th with either directly with right. the carrier or going through the marketplace. Is that That's correct? correct? Yep. Yep. It's, it's the same time frame whether you're going direct or through the marketplace. Um, and the, there are special enrollment periods. So if you um, lose your job or if you lose, say you have Medicaid through the state and you get, um, terminated from your Medicaid plan. If you have a baby or if you get married, uh, any of those sort of things, life, we call them qualifying life events, will uh, allow you to purchase um, or get on marketplace insurance. So the, those are pretty handy. And coming up, actually, starting February 15th of this year, uh, the president issued an executive order stating that they're going to reopen the marketplace. Um, and allow people to have a special enrollment period from February 15th through May 15th, so that those who haven't yet gotten on insurance um, can, can do so. Um, wow. And it's related to the COVID, um, COVID issue. But um, Wow, yeah. but that's so important. I've never heard that. I knew about the December 15th, but I had no idea that it was reopening. And that's so, I feel like that's such important information yeah, it, for everybody. It, it, it is. It's huge. And we only just found out this week that that's going to happen. Wow. Yeah, that's a huge opportunity for people. It is. People who are already on Marketplace and want to adjust their plans um, can do so. Um, So it's a a special time for sure. They said that they're not going to ask for verification documents because normally when you have a special enrollment period, you have to verify that special enrollment period. Exactly. By documentation. But they're not going to require that for this this new one here from February through May. 
Wow, that's really good to know and really helpful for people that are, if they lost if their business or their income came down or mm-hmm. all sorts of reasons why they might want to get back on Marketplace. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. If, I, we, can I say one more thing about um, yeah. what's available to you? You know, so some people still don't qualify for tax credit, but they find that price point for a full cost Marketplace plan to be just too high. Um, And then I might recommend looking at a short-term plan just to have something in place. Now, they do have limitations. Um, They don't cover pre-existing conditions going back usually five years. They don't cover uh, preventative care. They don't cover pregnancy usually. And they don't cover mental health normally either. So they do have some significant limitations. But if you need something to just have in place to cover in case something else should pop up, um, they are, usually are a good option, at least here in Michigan. Uh, their deductibles are normally lower than what you find on Marketplace, and uh, the, the premium payments are usually significantly lower as well. Wow, so helpful. Oh, my gosh, I love having you on here, Joanna. This is awesome. You're so great. <laughs> I have a quick, a quick question um, about Marketplace eligibility. So Dylan has insurance through his work, but say are does that disqualify you? Like if, if we, if we're qualified under like Dylan's employer for his insurance, would that disqualify us under marketplace or would we, would it be something to kind of explore to see if we could qualify? You can absolutely purchase marketplace insurance, even if you're offered um, employer coverage. However, uh, even if you're financially eligible for a tax credit, you would not be allowed to get one if you have employer coverage offered to you. Oh. And if you took it, you would owe it back in your tax return at the end of the year. And Tony wouldn't be happy with me. You <laughs> <laughs> okay. definitely have bad news that he would not enjoy giving you. <laughs> Kelly. Okay, thank you. I've always wondered that. There are some instances where it is a lower cost option to pay full, co- full cost marketplace, um, but normally that's for a younger person. Um, say you're turning 26, you're coming off of your parents' insurance, and you now have to purchase your own insurance. Um, if you're that young, you normally have to pay full cost, much below that 400% line. It's usually around the 300% line of the federal poverty level. Um, and so they could be making you know, $30,000 a year and still have to pay full cost at the marketplace. Um, and that's usually a little painful. For, for at that age, you know, their income's not really that high. Um, to, but you could pay anywhere from two to $400 a month. Although um, if you're, so I, I know of a person who is getting married and the coverage available to her through her new spouse is going to be at like $450 a month um, just for the basic plan. But she could get a full-cost marketplace insurance plan for about $200 a month because she's under 30. So it it would be a catastrophic-type plan, but it does offer some coverages um, that are quite doable for much lower cost. So that's when you might want to consider a full-cost marketplace plan over an employer plan. Cool. Um, Could you talk a little – I love these, like, examples – um, can you talk more about like, say someone is going out on their own and they have a young family and that's kind of the one thing that's holding them back. Do you have like types of coverage that you would recommend them to explore 
as far as like, okay, I have this side hustle and I would love to like venture out to it, but I am the insurance carrier. Like what are some other options they can explore beyond their employer or like what things would they have to consider? Yeah. We get that a lot when people are looking to leave their employer and go out on their own. And so then they're not going to have health insurance offered anymore to them. Um, that's the big unknown. What is that number going to be? Right. Um, and it depends seriously on your zip code in the county where you live, your household income, okay, your ta- so not just the employee, but um, if both parents are working, um, you, it, would, it would consider both of their income. So it's the tax household income. And then uh, the number of people that would be on the tax return, you know, how many dependents do you have? And then how many of those people need coverage? For example, um, some families, the parents might qualify for marketplace, but their income isn't high enough and the kids end up on Medicaid. It's very common in the state of Michigan for that to happen. Um, so they might have marketplace insurance for parents and they might find that it's, it's pretty affordable um, it really just depends on what's available to you in the county that you live and then what your income and the size of your house is. And so I, I would still recommend going through that exercise, even if it turns out that you don't like any of your options. <laughs> um, is there like an online thing like where people can punch in the numbers? Is that like yeah, a absolutely. local website? Yeah, Healthcare.gov. You can go to that website and start with your zip code and just punch in all, all of the scenarios that are pertain to you, right? You can even look up whether or not your doctor's covered, whether or not your medications are covered, things like that. Um, And then if you want, it it can be a little bit tricky when you're filling out the application because you're not quite sure what they're asking for. And and then using an independent insurance agent like like we have at our agency, um, we can do it a lot faster. (laughs) We can help you understand what what the ramifications are to the answers you're giving those questions and make sure that you're giving them the right answer um so yeah so this is what you do that's what (laughs) that we would call you for (laughs) (laughs) so your email is where i would (laughs) okay you can email us or call us and there's more than one of us i'm not the only person here so (laughs) we've got Mm. a few agents that um, uh, work full-time doing this and then uh, we have a fourth that that works as a support person at the moment so um, yeah I know like we've heard before like there's so many nuances that where people especially with like Medicare Medicaid I always mix those Mm -hmm. up but when someone's retiring and they might be like oh it's cheaper not to do this type of coverage but then like later on, if they want to add it, it's not cheaper. Like there's so many like little loopholes that it's impossible to kind of keep up with on your own. Right, right. Yeah. And then Medicare is a whole different beast. Um, there are so many rules around it when you're allowed to, when, when you're first allowed to enroll in it, um, what, what you need to enroll in to make sure you don't have any um, penalties associated with your premiums for the rest of your life. Uh, there are just a lot of, a lot of things to consider. And then there are different paths through Medicare um, that you, you might choose just depending on your different situations. But um, it, our help in helping you figure out how it works, the different paths that are available to you, whether it's under 65 or Medicare, our help doesn't cost anything to anyone. The insurance companies pay us to help their clients. So our help is always at no cost. It never affects your premium unless hopefully it's in a good way because we've saved you some money that you didn't know you could save. Um, 
And then, yeah, it's, they all pay about the same. So it really doesn't matter to us which one fits your needs best. So we're, we're pretty fortunate that we get to help people without having to charge them anything. Wow, that's really great. And I'm sure, especially for people who are going off on their own, like all the little expenses add up. So that's, right, right, it's good right. to know. So that way they don't use that as a hill or a challenge to get over. They can just yeah start dealing with it. There's never any obligation. We're happy to help people just figure out what their options are. And they're free to walk out the door and say, yeah, no, thanks. Hmm. So one of the other questions we had was in regard to health sharing plans. I'm not super familiar with what all that entails or how that's different from, you know, just a regular insurance program. Sure. So health sharing programs um, often charge you a a monthly premium. They might not call it a premium. They might call it a share amount. Um, uh, And then they have, a certain amount, and that's usually based on the type of coverage that you're looking for, the number of people that you have in your family. Um, and then they might have what they call your share amount, or some of, some of them call it an unshareable amount, where you've got to pay the first so many thousands or hundreds of dollars um, toward that. So it's kind of like a deductible, but they're not allowed to call it a deductible because it's not true insurance. Um, and so once you've reached that, then you're allowed to submit claims for sharing. Um, and and different, different companies work a little bit differently in how they do that. And they can, how they share them can be based on pre-existing conditions, um, whether or not you've adhered to their standards. So sometimes if it's a Christian organization, you have to adhere to certain standards of living um, and, and sign that. Um, and there's no guarantee that they have to cover it. You really kind of, while it's a really neat idea, you're really kind of at the the mercy that of you know the expect, expectation that it's going to be shared. Or sometimes you might have to pay um, a higher premium if you have already a pre-existing condition like diabetes or something like that. Or maybe you've got to go through some extra counseling or or health coaching or something like that. Um, and it, and in all of the ones that I've looked at, their premiums really aren't significantly lower than health insurance. So for me, I guess because I, I'm looking at what's the worst that could happen and is all of that going to be covered? You know, what's your greatest exposure? And if you don't have any guarantee that that's going to be covered by a health sharing ministry, I guess I would hesitate to spend all that money and then have no guarantee. That's good advice. I like how you said that. I'm at the mercy, right? Because you're turning in your plan like, hey, will you cover this? But you really don't necessarily know until after you've reached their minimum. And then I like that. People have had no trouble with it, but I mean, I I wouldn't want to be the person that did. Right, right. And there's no like law protecting you the way there is with insurance, right? That they have to pay out. Right. Yep. Yeah. I know um, I have a lot of clients that do this type of care. Um, And so on one level, on my end, they have no problem getting it covered. So they love all my treatment plans and they're Mm -hmm. like, I'll do whatever, (laughs) whatever you want. Otherwise I'm like out of pocket HSA or flex, but I've heard really hard stories of 
like waiting for payment and then it getting sent to collections or they have to front the money or create a plan. And so I think there's a lot to explore around. Yeah. A lot of things to keep in mind if you're considering a house sharing ministry, some of them will even require you to do your own negotiating up front. Others won't. So there are, you just want to be sure you know what you're getting into beforehand. Right. And since we're still, I mean, I guess that's a little bit alternative. Here's another kind of alternative question about health insurance. Um, both Melissa and I took many retirements or, you know, like we took a sabbatical, I guess you could call it. And I don't know if people come to you for asking questions about taking a sabbatical. I took a year off from teaching and I was allowed to take it off without pay, but I wasn't allowed to keep my insurance. So at that time, I was looking into all the options for that gap year I was taking. And I know some individuals, especially if you're traveling abroad for a lower cost of living, um, you know, using that geo arbitrage to move to somewhere cheaper so you can afford to live on your savings for that year. Um, I've heard about travel insurance plans and possibly using those to cover you um, while you're out of the country. So I wanted to ask your thoughts on those plans. How do they work? Do they work in the U.S. at all? All those different questions. It's just something that I investigated and and looked into when I was going to travel for the year I took off. So I was interested in your thoughts on that, Joanna. Yeah, absolutely. We recommend anytime that anyone is leaving the U.S. that they they utilize travel health insurance. It's just easier to use out of the country um, and covers you better than what your your major medical or Medicare insurance might cover you. Um, And you can get short-term plans that will cover you only for two weeks or a month, and you can get long-term plans that will cover you, like you say, for a whole year. Uh, And we highly recommend that that you purchase those if you're going to be traveling outside of the U.S. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And there are some available to people who are coming to the U.S., um, from other countries that so that they've got insurance while they're here in the states they can they can purchase those so it's kind of like travel insurance for those that are coming in um, so and, and that would probably be a good idea as well cool thank you so just to i guess uh go a little deeper on that so if you're traveling abroad and you have travel insurance um but then you come back let's say to the states and and you're you know you're not employed yet you're kind of in this gray in between area but it's not an enrollment period does travel insurance count or cover you or um like and you're talking about like maybe if you've been out for a year or so mm-hmm. um, yeah so let's say you're back in, yeah. in the state and i'm not sure if there's penalties anymore maybe you can clarify that before there used to be penalties for not being insured Right. So. Yeah. No, there at the moment there are no penalties for not being insured at the moment. So that's a good question, um, and, and it would depend on the probably the individual plan as to whether or not they're going to offer any coverage as you get back. I know that if you go short term and you come back, you have to actually already have a major medical plan normally um, to purchase a, a short term plan to travel outside the U.S. Or you have to pick a different type of travel insurance to if you don't have any. Um, and, um, and those I know end as soon as you get back. So I don't think there would be much coverage at all in the U.S. underneath the travel health plan. Um, are there like any other alternative things that we didn't cover as far as like options for people looking into business, like who might own a business or 
that are kind of the free spirits of the world (laughs) like that might need um that might be options for insurance i know sure yeah let me touch on a couple before we move on to small group i'd like to mention something called a hospital indemnity style of plan it's an indemnity style so those operate um on the basis of giving you a set amount per service. So whether that's a a stay in the hospital or whether it's a trip to the primary care care doctor, um, they're going to give you just a certain amount for each day or each visit, um, each service that you get. But you're not going to get any more no matter how much that service costs. So, for example, if you have a hospital stay and it costs $10,000 a day, but your indemnity plan will only pay you $2,000 a day, you're still on the hook for that $8,000 difference. Um, so that you want to watch out for those. Sometimes people will try to sell those or purchase those as a, a lower cost option, um, but you, it doesn't operate like normal major medical insurance, and you just want to be aware of that. Uh, and we kind of discourage people from doing that as their main source of insurance just because um, it's it's risky. <laughs> um, now, small group insurance might be an option if you have um, more than one employee. So if, if you're venturing out and you've got at least one common law employee, someone who's not in your tax household, Um, and neither one of you are going to be eligible for a tax credit through the marketplace, then it's normally a lower cost option, slightly normal, or I I mean slightly less costly, um, to purchase a small group. And that's because they're all age-based, like marketplaces, um, and the full cost for small group is a little bit less than the full cost for marketplace. So that might be one reason why you might want to consider a small group plan, even if you're a very small group, like two people. Um, There are some other things to consider. I mean, you have to normally provide things like, you know, your workers' comp insurance, your UIA reports, things like that, that you would have to give to the insurance company to, to verify that you are actually a small business that needs insurance and that you have, um, employees that need coverage Um, and then you can make I think I'm not a tax person but then I think you can you know deduct that from your business expenses yeah I know I was really one thing I was really thrilled about so I'm part of like the small business association of Michigan it's called Mm -hmm. like SBAM and one thing that they have is that they'll let you join their like group insurance plan or they have like qualifier things that I don't know. There's like mm-hmm. special things that they have that you can kind of explore like dis- a discounted option to kind of join oh, sure, their yeah. business insurance things. So that was one thing I was really like, Oh, they have so many resources that I wasn't fully aware of. Um, when you were talking about the um, indemnity plan, is that what it's called? Like, indemnity. is that kind of like um you know how they I don't know like locally there's like a group of doctors and it's like a Christian like doctors group that people will pay kind of like a monthly fee almost like they would a chiropractor and then they can like get coverage there Do you, are you familiar with that or yeah what, is that no, what those, that is or is that something else different. yeah those are completely different uh, I think those 
practices that offer a monthly fee to join are, are fantastic. Um, I think that's a great service that they offer. Um, it's not going to be covered by your insurance, although you might be able to use an HSA plan and use your HSA funds um, okay. to pay for those services if you wanted to. Now, not the monthly premiums, but if you had any other expenses associated with it, you could. You yeah, I know. I know clients I've had that have used that have often been like people who are in the country just for a short time and then like would leave again or yeah, or they're both self-employed and then they do it for kind of like general care. Yeah. The thing that's missing from, from that service is coverage for major incidences. So Mm -hmm. if you have a hospital stay or surgery, those are not going to be covered. So you want to have some sort of major medical insurance, even if it's just a high deductible plan that hopefully is HSA qualified. And by HSA, I mean health savings account. Um, those are usually offer the lowest max out of pocket amount that you have to pay. Um, so overall, you're going to be, pay less in premiums and less um, in out-of-pocket expenses. There's a lower cap on those plans than there is on other, um, other high deductible plans. Mm-hmm. Even uh, lower deductible plans sometimes have a higher max out of pocket um, than those HSA qualified plans. Mm-hmm. They do operate differently, but they are the lowest cost option in a good year and a bad year. I, I really always, like the, Oh, go ahead, Kelly. Sorry. No, I was just going to say I always geek out about HSAs, and every time my clients use them, I talk about like the triple tax advantage, and I just <laughs> go off <laughs> like, about how great they are. But you can go, Nicole. <laughs> No, no, I just, I wanted to say, I just love what you're saying and how much, you know, you're really protecting families. I mean, one of my friends, um, her baby, unfortunately, was in the NICU for a month and it cost a million dollars, a million dollars for four weeks of care in the neonatal intensive care unit. And I don't think people realize that you probably don't have a, maybe you do, but I don't have a million dollars sitting around to pay if that happens, yeah. um, I do have a membership with my local San Antonio clinic and I love it. They have way lower rates for all the processes, all the fees, like the basic stitches and all the different things that can happen. I have three kids, right? So I can go to the clinic and it's a really low flat rate for everything. And I love it because they give me a lot lower rates when it does something a little more major like x-rays and stuff. Um, so I'm glad you mentioned that because it's really helpful but I do think that people don't realize what you're doing to your family. If you have a if you have a child that, God forbid, had a seizure or something and they end up in the hospital with all these neurological tests, you're paying hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. People don't realize how expensive hospital stays are. So I'm really glad that you brought that up because I think when we want to be, especially our show is for moms that are entrepreneurs. If you're going to go out and do this and then you end up with a $2 million hospital bill, you, you're, you're sunk. You can, I mean, getting out of that is really hard. And I've seen it happen um, to families. One of, one of my neighbors had a knee accident, a car accident, but they had to replace their entire knee. He's going to be paying that bill probably till after he, he passes. I mean, it's, it's really astronomical how much the money can be if you have an accident, God forbid, or you have anything. So I'm just so glad that you brought that up, Joanna, because you're really saving people a lot. And maybe they don't realize, but it's really, really important. Yeah. Um, so thank you for the work that you do. It's, it really matters to people to be safe and be protected and not ruin your entire financial life because somebody got sick. You're welcome. I, I mean, it, it is a concern. You know, when people are driving their cars and they're buying auto insurance, they're, they're really 
ensuring hopefully for the catastrophic event, not not for putting gas or an oil change, right? Um, mm. That's not what we're, insurance is for. And we kind of have the same view at Prince Agency. You know, your health insurance you, you should be to protect you from the catastrophic events. Um, I, I know doctor's visits and, and things and surgeries can be a little bit expensive as well. But then, you know, you've got those caps on on the outgoing expenses for a reason on those plans. And so that you want to look at the maximum out of pocket on a plan. That's the most you should pay if you stay in network on your plan. Um, so the, that's really helpful. Um, for the, um, and I really like how you also said stay in network because I remember I didn't have dental insurance at the end of my, when I was on my sabbatical, but we did a couple things. Um, and I remember I didn't, I went to the wrong doctor and didn't look at it. So something that should have been $125 was almost a thousand dollars. And I just had to pay because we already had the, sur- we already had the surgery done. So you really have to do your due diligence too. And that's right. why I think, and it leads into our next question, how we do need to talk with someone. We need to talk to Joanna, right? We need to talk and connect and here's what I need. You know, it's like we need to know all those options. And because you can do the diligence for us and you have, right, you can get access to all of these coverage plans and you can talk us through them. Um, I just feel like that's super important for our audience too. So I want to ask you, Joanna, if there's, first of all, is there anything else that we didn't cover um, that you wanted to share with us about insurance or alternative plans um, before we sort of, because people want to know how to talk to you too, right? So we want to get yeah. to that. But Yeah, sure. Um, one thing I might mention, I see on your list of questions here is about COBRA. Um, COBRA is normally more expensive um, than, than marketplace insurance, um, even if you're talking about full cost. Now that depends because if you're older, if you're close to 65, then your COBRA coverage may be less costly than marketplace. But if you're younger, um, I would definitely say you want to look at marketplace over Cobra. And you've normally got 60 days from the date of your loss of employer coverage to make that determination. But once you sign the Cobra doc- document, you're stuck with it until open enrollment in the next year. Um, that would be the earliest that you could get out of it. Okay, so then if you you do lose your employment, you have you said 60 days to decide whether you can enroll into the marketplace or that's a qualifying event that allows you to try to enroll into right. the marketplace right. or you can pick to go with Cobra. But once you've made your decision, either way, that's what you have to deal with till the next open enrollment. That's correct. Yep. you got it. Um, and you do have 60 days from the date of loss before and after the date of loss to make a choice um, uh, to enroll in marketplace coverage if you wanted to. I I have like an aside that I thought about as far as like moms being like the caregivers and insurance was like, I realized that I'm the one who always like takes my kid into the doctor and like says like, Hey, I'm going to be the one that will like pay for this. (laughs) Right. And so then if like anything happens, it ends up like on my credit. Right. So if I like forget, so it's interesting because I was like, this might be one of those like subtle ways that it medical care impacts women and their credit and their income and expenses in a way that's like unequal just because we're the caregivers. Right. Without like, it's not going to go on Dylan's. Like if I forget to pay a bill and it gets, <laughs> goes on my, it goes on my credit report, not Dylan's credit report because I'm the one who takes them in. And I don't think that's uncommon for like families to see and medical expenses are kind of like the biggest piece 
that um, that and biggest reasons that bring people's credit report down that limits their accessibility to capital that limits their ability to like build stronger businesses and all of those different things so I, I that was like one other piece that kind of came to mind about like how important it is for women in business to be insured and have those pieces in so yeah it's it's insurance you don't want to have to use Thank you so much, Joanna, for sharing all that information. I know I'm going to have to go back and listen to this episode a couple of times to like really digest because, I mean, from the sounds of it, there's a lot of options and they have different effects and impacts on on what's possible or what could be your cost. So thank you so much for, you know, coming in and talking with us today. Yeah. Where can we find you? Uh, I am at... Uh... My email address is Joanna, J-O-A-N-N-A, at PrinceAgencyLLC.com. And that's P-R-I-N-C-E. And then also our phone number is 616-433-6636. And then if someone lives where you don't um, work, is there a place that they can find? Um, Sure, yeah. You can where you mean where they can find insurance? Yeah, where they uh, can find them. <laughs> we can let them do it without our. Where they can find. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that would be healthcare.gov, or you know you can look for local health insurance agents. You could just Google it, or you can actually healthcare.gov actually has a find local help tab that you can you know maybe try to find someone there um, through that system that can help you. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. This is so great. Well, thank you so much for having me. And it was so nice to meet you and see your faces. Uh, Mm. Nice to put a face to the the name and and the sound when I'm listening to the podcast. That's great. Thank you. Hey, Changemakers. Thank you so much for joining us today for Her Enterprise Episode 022, where we talk to Joanna about health insurance. I mean, wow, how many of us have felt overwhelmed when having to pick the right health insurance plan for our families? Even employer-offered insurances can be kind of uh, (laughs) difficult to manage. But if you're going off on your own and you have to then figure out everything else that's available, all the other options, It can be overwhelming, so I really hope that after listening to today's episode, you feel better prepared to get back on the market and figure out the right health insurance for your family. And guess what? With this episode, we are reaching the end of season two of Her Enterprise podcast. We really wanna hear from you. Let us know what you're enjoying, What do you wish you could hear more of? And to do that, we're actually going to be recording our season two finale live on Instagram. So make sure you head over and follow us on Instagram at Her Enterprise, H-E-R-E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-S-E. So come interact with us. Come ask us questions on Instagram on February 10th, 2021, between the hours of 3 and 5. 
Eastern time. We won't be on that whole two hours, but we'll pop on in between those two hours. So come on, come have a chat with us. Come ask us questions. Let's build community and let's all grow. Let's flourish. Let's rise. The ladies from Her Enterprise are a woman's collective of knowledge, inspiration, and connection. We are change makers. This is a podcast for the whole person. It is for you and your business. Let's grow. Let's flourish. Let's rise with her enterprise. Are you ready to be a change maker? Hit subscribe.